This is the Danny Brick Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we take a look at your Benedictine Cadets football team, currently 3-2 and two on the season. And we're joined every week by the head football coach, Danny Britt. And coach, it just kind of the reality of coastal living, right? This time of the year, when football season kicks off, you're, you're going to be in for lightning. And then every now and then, the hurricane's going to roll through and just kind of mess with the schedule. I remember... Two or three years ago, it seemed like teams were off for almost three weeks uh, during the middle of the football season. So as much as it stinks, there's just really no such thing as a normal season on the coast. No, there's not. And this year has been uh, certainly no exception with that. We Every week has been affected by weather in some way, shape, or form. So uh, we're, we're somewhat used to it, callous to it, and you know, uh, we just kind of roll with it. And, um, you know, see, uh, you know, the kids just have to have to handle it. We have to be able to adjust as coaches. And for your football team, how does this affect them? Because I know once you get into the season, it becomes a routine, right? Kind of a rhythm where uh, certain days equal this at practice, right? You're going to have your days with pads on. You're going to have your days uh, with no pads on, just going through skeleton work, right? There's just, there's a kind of a rhythm that gets into it. When you do have these consistent weeks where it's just like, all right, something's going to happen. We're going to miss this. How does that end up affecting your team? It does, and and you know that I don't believe in in um, luck or you know superstition, I, but I am very much an advocate of of consistency of routine. Um, you know, I, so much so that you know I I get a little little freaked out when we don't can't keep it and. You know, this has changed it. Uh, then not only that, okay, we lost, you know, the game last week, and then now all of a sudden we're playing, you know, arguably the best team in the region um, on Thursday. So everything just has to be adjusted, and you know, that's part of our job is, is doing the best job we can to to adjust and, and make it as normal as possible for the kids. Yeah, for the fans following along this past Friday, uh, BC was supposed to kick off their region schedule against New Hampstead. That one has been moved to the end of the season, uh, scheduled now for November third in that game. And Bowl, excuse me, Burke County coming up this Thursday. And as Coach just said, they're a team that is five and zero on the season. But before we get ready to Burke County, Coach, I know it's not how you wanted it last week, right? You never want to miss a game or have a game moved, but did it present any opportunities for you just to kind of go back and, and work on some things with the team or if not work on them, then try to get some new stuff installed? Well, I guess, yes, a little bit. Um, you know, we, the problem is we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, thought I was going to have uh, Thursday to, to practice and then, you know, we, we ended up losing Thursday. So, uh, we didn't really have a lot of time to 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 change or you know do anything. We had the one practice where we knew okay we weren't playing and, and we we got some you know back to some fundamental type work which you know we had bowls and then right before that we had an off week so uh, it wasn't the best timing uh, but um and then you know we just basically separated for three days but uh, fortunately uh, Father Frank uh, allowed us to have a practice yesterday afternoon on Sunday and. So that's kind of acting as our Monday. There you go. I know as a coach, you're just consistently thinking about things, and uh, I'm sure it wasn't fun for you just having to kind of sit on your hands for a couple of days there. But while you were, uh, any kind of 
intuition, any kind of thoughts coming into it about, hey, here's somebody that could be really good or some new ideas about what you want to do with the team? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, again, we just it, it may be have been different if it were a little more time between yeah. the off week, uh, but we only had one game, so we kind of had settled into the routine. Uh, you know, one thing we are pushing, you know, I'm pushing all my coaches. Hey, is there anybody else, and you know, for the long haul that we need to start working in? You know, not necessarily with the ones. Uh, the ones are somewhat established, but you know, working in with that group and getting you know getting some snaps. Uh, that could really help us in the in the long run, and you know that that's one thing we're trying to look at as a staff. Now you say the ones are established, and I know that might look a little bit different than week one. So looking at that depth chart, coach, what are some of the changes uh, that we've seen since that opening game uh, against Jenkins to now with this football team? Yeah, there's uh, there's, there's several changes defensively. The, you know, the front sevens. Uh, Stayed intact with with the obvious, you know, um, you know Lamont Mitchell went out in the first play of the first game, which again just feels so bad for him with an ACL. But um, um, third, uh, Scroggins has stepped up and in uh, third, meaning he's the third. Herbie Scroggins the third, uh, but he goes by third, and uh, just has really done a good job for us. You know, he's been the starter since you know the, really the first defensive play of the, of the season since Lamont went down and. He's done really well there. Um, you know, we've been able to rotate a number of guys. Manny Pitts is rotating in for Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah's the starter, but Manny comes in and gives him some good relief. Uh, Cameron Cody is coming in for either one of the ends, Cole or, or Elijah, and, and, you know, is obviously a super talented uh, freshman, very big, uh, has an offer already from Arkansas, and uh, a really good football player. Um you know the the line, the interior linebackers Jonathan and Wilkes is, have to this point solidified those spots. But uh, Karen Glover comes in and gives us a spark. There can you know Karen's a little quicker than they are and can can rush the quarterback and blitz and do some things that, that really help us there. And in the secondary, you know Zach Maxwell's held that weak corner spot as a sophomore and really had a good season so far. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Cody Brinson, of course, is holding a strong corner spot and and uh, has had a, had a great game the last game versus Bowles. And uh, Josh Page has solidified the, the strong safety spot. Now the free safety has been a number of people been somewhat musical chairs back there. Uh, where Quan uh, Zaquan Bryan, you know, obviously is a Division One athlete, but he plays a ton of offense and you know has had a little bit of injury. So uh, we've had a couple guys kind of rolling in there, and, and um, uh, uh, you know, so those guys are, are, are doing a good job. Makai Williams, as a freshman, actually took most of the reps against Bowles and uh, did did a really good job. Uh, Caleb Jones started that, and uh, you know that game, and and then Makai probably took more reps than he did. So we're rotating a lot of guys there, just trying to see, and 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 then. And then Coach uh, Houston put in a nickel uh, package that had a lot of DBs in there, you know, in third and long in certain situations against bowls. So uh, trying to play as many guys as we can there and uh, and looking at the twos now, just trying to see who else we can step up and, and, and get more reps. And I do want to ask you about that nickel package because I know that's something we've talked about a little bit already this year. But I got to ask you quick because you said a few of them there uh, just as you were recapping the team. 
who has the best nickname on the team? Because just off the top of my head, I mean, you have Nas for Nasir Samuel. You mentioned uh, Herbert Scroggins goes by third. Like, who, for your money, has the best nickname on the team? Oh gosh, uh, you, you got to let me know about these questions. Man. Or is there um, one? Is there one we haven't even mentioned yet? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh man, nicknames. Let's see. Um, I mean, obviously, a third is one that, that is, but, you know, I don't even know if it's his nickname, but that's what I think he signed, you know, and, uh, uh, oh, my goodness, um, nicknames. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Nods probably would because Nasir Samuel, and it, I mean, everybody just calls him Nods. That, that would be a, definitely a good one. Well, I mean, he lives up to it with, with his speed there, but uh, going back to that nickel package, I know it's something I've asked you before. You're probably one of the few teams uh, around high school football where pretty much your base defense, your base 11, stays on the field regardless of formation. And I know a lot of that just has to do uh, with depth this year and guys maybe not being ready to step up and play one of those starting positions in a big-time varsity game, but also just the fact that you do have good players and you got some linebackers that can play in space uh, and you have some defensive backs that you're kind of comfortable leaving on an island there. So uh, are, are you guys going to move more towards a multiple where you can go from that base 3-4 into a nickel, or do you just see that really as situational? Uh, situational. I mean, definitely – uh, we want to be able to do that, and we can get some more cover guys out there, and we have good good guys that can do it. Certainly, we got you know Rayshon that we can put into Barry Green, Thomas Blackshear, uh, you know guys that we can just roll in there that can can really cover, um, and and we will do that. Uh, but uh, you know, in the three four kind of lends itself to a little bit more of you you don't have to play as much nickel as maybe I did when I was running the four three here. Uh, and can take a lineman out and, 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 you know, get that extra DB in there. So I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a combination of, of what we already have out there, you know, kind of fits that mold and then, being, you know, the scheme, the 3-4 scheme kind of lends that you don't need the, uh, the you know, the, the extra the nickel package as much. And a lot of guys playing significant reps for the cadets so far on defense and a, a defensive unit that's really stood tall at the beginning of this season. Let's take a break. We're going to come back with more. Take a look at Burke County again coming up on Thursday night as your cadets kick off their region slate next right here on the Danny Bridge Show. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Bridge Show. This is the Danny Britt Show getting ready for region play here for your cadets as they welcome in Burke County, a team that played one of the more exciting games uh, with the cadets last year up there at Burke County. A lot of long touchdowns in that football game, and now they enter this game at 5-0. and uh, They did miss last week's game to kick off their region slate against Wayne County, so another team coming in, uh, coming off of five games. They're 5-0. and Your cadets are 3-2. and but Coach Britt, looking at Burke County, always going to be a solid football team. But I know last year had a lot of juniors that, of course, are now seniors, but a lot of guys that had played significant snaps. And it kind of feels a little bit like your cadets team from last year, where it's just the culmination of a lot of experience for a lot of really talented football players. Yeah, definitely, Christian. It's uh, a good football team. And in the Abel's Eye on and more, uh, scouting report. Uh, each of our players are different. They have different strengths and needs, but they all need coaching. Abel's eye on them more, and associates takes the same approach. Everyone can use financial guidance, no matter the size of your portfolio, your income level, or your career path. Look, we don't only coach our fastest or biggest players, and unlike many firms, AIMA doesn't either. 
Whatever your situation, contact them at 912-777-4128. And in that scouting report, you can look and across the board, you see a lot of guys, Christian, that, that you know played a lot of reps that were younger and just, like you said, very comparable to last year's team. A lot of guys now seniors that have played and are playing their best football, including their quarterback, Marshall Flowers, who's you know a tall kid who can really, really throw it and he can run well too. So he, he's a good football player. And I always try to do this, just think of an offense that you can compare them to uh, at the college level. And to me, last year, it really reminded me of that Gus Malzahn era Auburn football where it's it's kind of an pistol set. They're going to have a guy in motion that they can jet sweep to uh, a lot of the times right there. They're going to have a good power back and then a quarterback who's a threat with his legs. But also you can't put to bed the idea that he's going to throw it until he's past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's a great comparison, Christian. Really, uh, that is very similar. They they will line up in a you know, pistol type set, shotgun set, uh, run the option, run run you know kind of the true option, and then also be able to run counters and such. And then of course uh, spread it out and throw the ball as well, or throw out of those sets, you know, play action. So can do a lot of different things. But that is a great comparison to, to the you know Gus Manzan scheme. Now, for a lot of teams, right, when you're playing that option, it puts a lot of stress, of course, on the defensive line because you're going to get cut blocks, you're going to get some double teams that maybe you're not used to. And, of course, for linebackers, we always just say you have to play disciplined football, right? You just have to do your job, find your gap. But I think it's always interesting when you're playing an option team, especially one that likes to get on the perimeter, the kind of stress that it's going to put on your corners in this game because they're always going to have to set the edge and be that perimeter guy, but at the same time, if they're not disciplined and keep their eyes in the backfield, all of a sudden a dude's running wide open down the sideline. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of stress. They, they make you defend you know, every inch of the field, uh, which is something you know we try to do offensively in our scheme is make you defend you know, from sideline to sideline and from the 50 to the back of the end zone. You know what I mean? Try to make you defend every part of it, and, and they're going to do the same thing. So, yeah, you have to be very disciplined. Uh, and, and the thing about them, too, they're always going to be physical. Their backs are always going to block. Um, Eric Parker's been running that program for a long time. Uh, he said that I, I listened to him speak at a clinic probably a, over a decade ago, and uh, he said if if they if my backs won't block, they won't get the ball and they won't be on the field. So uh, you know they'll block. They always have big linemen that will. So they're going to be physical as well. So you just got to get ready for all of the above. Again, that one coming up on Thursday night. Uh, if you can't make it out to the game, you can always listen to it on Sports Radio 104.3 in savannah uh coach i did want to ask you kind of a coaching philosophical question here i know a lot of people saw georgia struggle uh, on saturday night with missouri but what kind of stood out to me is that was a team that was down 16 to 3 and it didn't feel like they ever panicked and were just kind of methodical uh, in their approach coming back and eventually ending up winning that football game and then uh earlier this year you have a james madison that comes down from 28 to 3 against app state to win that football game with Teams like that that are talented, that, that go down early, I know you've been in similar situations with your BC football teams. What's the biggest thing in starting those comebacks, especially when it feels like you can't do anything right? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is it, it, it started way before that game ever ever kicked off. And there, there has to be a mentality that you have worked, you have put in the time. And if there's you know, any question that you've done what you're supposed to, to do, whether it's your personal self in the weight room or, 
you know, on the field or, you know, across the whole team, that mentality has to be there when you get there. And I know, I hope I'm making sense. Yeah. And that's what it comes from is you look and say, hey, we've done what we're supposed to do. We're not going to panic. We're going to keep doing it. And we know what we do works. So just keep pounding, keep pushing. And, and, you know, then eventually that takes over and you can win the game. And, and, you know, that goes for the entire season as well. You lose a few games and, you know, no matter who it's to and everybody starts freaking out and, you know, what, what's going on. And, but, but, but you can't, you have to say, stay focused and, and hopefully your, your players can stay focused on, we know we've worked our butts off. We know we've done the right things. We know this works. We just have to stay the course. Now, my coach in high school, Derek Cook, up at Kell, always told us that you're going to make a mistake, just don't make the next one, right? Don't don't let those compound. And for, for an offense like yours that can be really explosive and it can kind of seem like you're mad at yourself, right? When you have a fumble or you throw the pick or, or you don't pick up the fourth down conversion, you can almost get mad at yourself and let that affect the next drive with, with a young offense like you have right now how do you try to avoid that? Yeah, well, one, you, you, one, you try to uh, put them in the best situations you can, and you know, knowing that they're younger, knowing that they're new, and and, and you know, not give them too much, uh, you know, to, to mess up. So that's the biggest thing you're trying to do. But then eventually, you're going to be in those situations, and they're learning situations, and you know, that's why one reason why I want to play. You know, the absolute best competition I can at the beginning of the year because it just constantly puts you in those hard, tough situations. And then that's the only way to learn from it. Well, big game coming up on Thursday. I know kind of a weird night uh, for fans to get out there to the stadium, but uh, against a fast-paced offense, against an offense uh, that can change plays from the sideline, how important is it to have a packed-out Memorial Stadium? Yeah, very important. We, we want to, one, go as fast as we can, and we hope to get them on their heels their defense on their heels, and, and hopefully uh, we, we got a big crowd, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of you know, loud music and all that good stuff going so that we have a great environment for these guys to play in. Again, coming up on Thursday against Burke County, a 5-0 and team coming on to take on your cadets and a huge matchup uh, in the region. Really kind of puts the team in the driver's seat going forward. Coach, we appreciate it, man. We'll see you out there on Thursday night, uh, and good luck against the Bears. Thank you, Christian. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Bridge Show. And this is PJ Zuko here on the Danny Bridge Show. And uh, always great to be able to bring on some of the seniors of the Benedictine Cadet uh, football team and uh, chat with them about how the season's going for them and just kind of catching up on what it's like to, to be, you know, be a student, be a player on this football team. And today have Cody Brinson, uh, senior for the Benedictine Cadets, playing uh, mainly there in the secondary on this stout defense and had uh, some big plays in the last game there against Bulls, a couple interceptions uh, against Bulls and uh, obviously coming out with a win there at Bulls. But uh, Cody Brinson, again, here with us. Cody, great to have you on, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well. And yeah, let's let's catch up a, a little bit about that first. Obviously, off to a good start uh, to the season, but especially in that last win over Bulls, two interceptions and uh, the defense coming up with some big plays, holding Bulls to seven points. And obviously you were able to be a big part of that with those two picks. How, how were you able to get that done? Um, just prepared very well. Um, watching the quarterback, playing good defense. 
Yeah, for sure. And that, that is something that uh, I know uh, Danny Britt uh, prides, you know, the, the team on for sure is being able to play good defense. And uh, you guys have been able to do that quite a bit this year, only uh, allowing one team to score uh, over 10 points this year. Man, talk about that defense and just what you guys have been able to do this year. Oh, we've been just working really hard together and being very vocal, running to the ball. I mean, we just got a really good group out there. There's nothing more we can really say about it. Absolutely. Talking to Cody Brinson here on the Danny Britt Show, senior for the Benedictine Cadets. A couple of interceptions there against Bulls a few weeks ago. Uh, but as, as we mentioned, a few weeks ago, uh, had a game scheduled there last week. Obviously, you have the hurricane coming through the area. And, uh, you know, I know that's something you just got to live with here in the coastal uh, area. But, you know, that being said, as a player on, on you know, a, a high school football team, when you're going through things like this, uh, what's that like? And just having to, you know, listen to the coaches and, and kind of keep up to date with things all week and then, all of a sudden you don't have a game and you're looking forward to the next week. I mean, obviously it's unfortunate we couldn't play, but we're always ready to play. So, I mean, it, we just, we lost the bye week before the playoffs, which is kind of hard. But when we get through it, I know we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And now obviously turning the focus this week to Burt County, an undefeated team coming into Memorial Stadium there on Thursday night, uh, what what are you thinking about the team this week as you guys get prepared for Burke? Obviously, another great home game as well. And uh, when you talk about Burke County and what they bring to the table, uh, what are you guys preparing for? I mean, they're always a very good program, very good coach, um, big boys, fast. But we're, we're going to be getting prepared this week, and I feel like we can take them. Absolutely. Looking forward to a big matchup there. Kickoff time, 7 o'clock against Burt County there on Thursday night. Uh, any difference for you as a player between playing on Thursday and Friday or just just whenever you get out there on the football field, that that's what it is? I mean, Thursday and Friday, that much bigger, big difference for me. I'm always ready to play. I feel like most of our team, we prepared to put everything we have out on the field. Absolutely, and obviously looking forward to a big matchup there. Cody Brinson, member of this uh, Benedictine Cadets secondary, senior on this team, leader on this team, looking forward to undefeated Burke County. And now, as we mentioned, don't want to look too far in the future, but uh, obviously a senior on this Benedictine team and with this program, uh, any thoughts or you know developments in, in what could be happening for you uh, after school, uh, after, after this year you know finishes out, your senior year? Um, I mean, I'm definitely planning to go to college. I'm still on the board about where I want to go yet and what I want to do, but I'm leaning toward real estate and somewhere maybe in-state or out-of-state. I'm not very sure yet. Absolutely. Any interest in, you know, playing any college ball or anything like that after the year? Um, I'm not really looking. I'm not really sure. I mean, if the opportunity comes, I'll put some thought into it. But I'm not necessarily really trying to. Absolutely. Understandable. Cody Brinson here with us, a senior for this Benedictine Cadets football team and looking to finish out his senior year strong. That obviously starts this week, Thursday night, 
undefeated Burke County uh, coming to Memorial Stadium there to take on the Benedictine Cadets and uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do. Cody, uh, great having you on the show uh, once again here this evening and best of luck. Looking forward to this Thursday evening. All right. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk. 